folks, this episode is part of the forming time of the universe. The time when we were finally just getting some water and not everything was ablaze anymore. If you're a new listener, I'd recommend starting at episode 5 or later to get a better taste of what the universe is like. Like in episode 8, I actually talk about how water got on Earth. If you've been around and you want to see how the universe formed, stay around. If you've ever questioned anything in your entire life, then you're listening to the right podcast. Because I am Hope Drafo, and this is Hope Knows Things, the only podcast on planet Earth that can answer every possible question the planet holds with complete confidence and clarity. User Doug DeHead asks, What do you say or do? The others find quirky or just plain odd. Now, there are a lot of things, but the one that came up most recently is when my neighbor saw me jumping on my trampoline on my head. Now, I do this quite frequently, but he acted like he had never seen it before, which was so odd because it's a whole community of us who jump on trampolines on our heads. I mean, it's absolutely excellent for neck strength. And in this day and age where we're all craning our necks over all the time, it's really good to have a strong neck. So yeah, I bounce on a trampoline on my head. And it does seem that people think it's weird, at least my neighbor does. But it's really not that uncommon. User Jokes asks, Why was E equals mc squared, so revolutionary. Because he had been putting together all different letters, trying to come up with his theory, but he had been missing the E, the M, the C, and the 2. And those were the ones he hadn't tried because he had lost that part of the alphabet and that part of the number system inside his hair. Finally, one day, when taking a nice bath, the E fell out of his hair. But since he was away from home and he was taking this bath, he didn't add E back to his collection. He just left it aside. This is important. He was on top of a mountain, and a large breeze came blowing through his hair, blew his hat off, and boom, M and C both fell on the ground. Again, he still wasn't home. All he had now was E, M and C. But he looks ahead and he sees a road and it splits apart. And he says, that's it. Equals. I've got E comes first. I've got equal and then I've got M and C. He sets all of this aside and goes to bed. And a day later, he gets up and smashes his head on the wall on accident. And what he sees is an imprint of the two on the wall, and probably on his head too, the poor dude, had kind of a soft head. Brilliant, but unfortunately it was. It it was kind of a problem for him, but that's beside the point. Anyway, the two, and he reached up into his hair, and there it was, the two. And he said, okay, I got E equals MC2, but two doesn't make any sense. You know, he may have been an explorer, but he was also a mathematician. So he said, I know, E equals MC squared. 
And that's why it was so revolutionary. Because Einstein was an elephant rider. He was an explorer and he was a mathematician. And he had crazy hair. And he finally, finally, after all this time, found the letters and the numbers he was looking for. User Sensitive Sloth asks, Why do some people pace around when they talk on the phone? Well, it's because we think better when we're dizzy. And you see, there are different kinds of dizzy. I'm not talking lightheaded as in, you can't breathe. I'm talking you walk around in circles. And you don't get so dizzy that you really begin to experience it to the extent that it would impede the natural benefit of the dizziness to your ability to think. But before that happens, because you disorient your physical senses by pacing around in circles and circles, your brain kicks in more. This way, as you speak, you make better use of your words and you don't rely on your body language to say what you need to say. Because, of course, they can't see that, right? It's definitely a good thing to do. Walk around in circles so you get just a little bit dizzy, but not too dizzy. And I promise the things that you say will just start making a lot more sense. User Walkie Boy asks, What's the largest collection of information ever? Devon, the almighty rat, he has the largest collection of information ever. He's seen some stuff. He's lived a long time, centuries and centuries. He knows a lot. And I know you might say, well, the internet. No, 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 no. If you think that, you have never met Devon, the almighty rat. You probably won't meet him. He's got so much information in his brain, he can't handle the world all that much. Poor dude. Well, Devon, if you're listening, because you probably are, because, you know, you collect a lot of information on all of us, uh, you're cool, man. Well, folks, that's it for this episode. And as always, all claims are 99% subjectively accurate for the duration of this episode.